This week on Welcome Back to Roswell, we're talking about the episode Significant Others from Original Roswell and Black Hole Sun from Roswell, New Mexico. Um, after last week, there's a lot that I hope Black Hole Sun covers, uh, and I really can't wait to talk about it with Patrick. Hope you enjoy. What does Maria do when Isabel implies Michael could propose? She drops the two plates that she's carrying. Relatedly, according to Maria, how long should a courtship last? Well, it depends on if you knew from the first minute. Yeah. But okay. if you knew from the first minute, yeah. starting in the first second of the second minute. That's correct. <laughs> Who gives Isabel good advice? Good advice. Oh, this is in, in quotes? No, just this okay. just reinforcing. Who gives Isabel good advice? Ghost Alex? It's kind of a bad question because Ghost Alex does too, but I was thinking Kyle. Kyle does give good advice. That's true. Um, where did Liz and Max have a heart-to-heart at school? The eraser room. Yay! Who makes a blue bowling ball joke? Oh, uh, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, what kind of mood is Maria not in during her date? Tuna melt. There you go. She's not in a tuna melt mood. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This is a romance heavy yes. episode of Roswell. It is. And it's also kind of Isabel's spotlight episodes. We yeah. had like Ma- Max got the first episode of the season, and the second episode of the season was Michael. And then this is really, Isabel really gets a plot line here. Yes. And like the sort of B story is Michael and Maria. And that too is like a romancy story in the way yes. that uh, Michael's episode last week was not. Yes. This is the most Maria has gotten to do all season. Yeah, that's true. Still not a lot. <laughs> Um, how how do you feel about the uh the resolution of their story of like he's working really hard, he's working the two jobs, he's yep. also going to school, can't quite make time for Maria and is like, just tell me what to do, like what do you want me to do? Um and then like she kind of just holds him to their existing plans. Yes. But like that sort of puts him in the position of he's double booked. Um and then yes. she like is maybe mad about it, but then like backs off. But like, how how do you feel about all of that? To me, I don't know that I liked it the first time I saw it. Yeah, but I've resolved myself to it. He made kind of the ultimate romantic move of history by not by abandoning his home planet for her. True, and that wasn't that long ago, and that was like a pretty <laughs> big commitment to her yeah. and validation of their love and him choosing her. And so I think that in some ways, I think it's Maria showing that she's grown up a lot from who she was in seasons one and two, that she sees, okay, he's doing the best he can. He has friends for the first time in his life. He's happy. I want him to be happy. Does Maria need to figure out some Maria things? 100%. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Why, why yes, it's not maybe? even a maybe. No, like, Maria when, needs to figure out yeah. some Maria stuff, but that's. That's not, that's okay. Yeah. So, like, th- there is, like, a sense of, 
I don't want to call it unease, but when she does hug him and you see her face over, she's not she's yeah. not happy. He's happy now. Right. She's not happy now. But the thing that will make her happy is probably is not that Michael needs to be more committed to their relationship necessarily. Right. They need to find an equilibrium wherein they can both be happy. Yeah. She's never known him happy. Exactly. Which is so sad, but like so true. Yeah. And so when she's saying like, I've never seen you laugh like that, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's real stuff. So I don't think in every relationship it's good you should forgive double booking, which is kind of only happens on TV. That's but true. like I don't think every TV relationship should forgive double booking, but for me in this episode it works. Again, he did the most romantic thing a person could do. <laughs> so it's not like she's worried about the security. He's not she's not right. You know, he's just has friends for the first time in his life. And doesn't know how to juggle having friends and a girlfriend. Friends, a girlfriend, and two jobs. Two jobs and school. And school. It's too much. He has it's, too uh, much that's on too his much. plate. That, that is too much. And Maria is getting shuffled to the back. But Maria, what does she have on her plate? She needs to put some stuff on her plate. Yeah, totally. Cause I mean, I, no spoilers she, for the rest of the season, but oh. I'm just saying. She needs to put some things on her plate. Because she just has school and uh, the, the crash, crash down. down. Right. And I guess Michael. And Michael. Um. But, like, it doesn't even, they're not even really doing alien stuff as a crew anymore. No, there's really, I mean, we have the Max looking for his kid storyline, but the rest of the aliens don't seem to have much to do with that. Right. They And, like, it doesn't even really seem like Max is up to that in this episode. No. I mean, like, maybe it's happening in the background and that Liz, Liz is like. brings it up. Liz brings it up. <laughs> but he's not even like, oh, yeah, and I'm making, like, this kind of headway with that. He's no. just like. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I yeah. guess I am. I am sort of wondering where my son is, or if I can talk to him. Um, and their storyline, the Max and Liz of it all. Yeah, it. The most compelling piece of it is not the Max Liz; it's Liz and her dad. But Liz suggests to Max that they run away together. Yeah, which is pretty dramatic. Pretty dramatic, especially because like she. Obviously, has lived with her parents her entire yep. life. Uh, works with her parents. Yep. Like she is never really apart from them at all, and no. yet she's like, "Let's run away. Let's let me not be with them ever again." That means okay, if she were to run away, and then she's like, "It's okay, we'll get jobs." Yeah, she wouldn't be able to use any of her previous work experience because nope. like she can't use her father, the owner of the restaurant, as a reference. No, she cannot use any of and her other reference. Was Congressman Whitaker. Yeah. She's Congresswoman Whitaker. She's a dead and she's alien. She's dead alien. <laughs> she's dead and an alien. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she really, she wouldn't have any references. And, and in the similar to what we say about Jesse, would Liz really be a fulfilled person if she never did science again? I guess this Liz is a little different than other Liz. Yeah. But, like, School and science used to be very important to Liz. Yes. And now... Yeah, it's, it's weird she... to have not really seen Liz in school at all this year. Except, no. of course, uh, having a talk in the eraser room. Yes. And the teacher, who I don't know if you recognize him, yes. he is the teacher from, like, the pilot. When they first were touching each other and the Bunsen burner went up and stuff. It's the same teacher who... Is that is it also the same teacher that um, Michael was talking to at the beginning of this season? I believe so. I think this up? is the one teacher they have. <laughs> this on, is the teacher, okay. On recurring. But... Right. So it's... That teacher busts, yeah, Max and Liz in the eraser room and then gives 
Max shit about robbing banks. Which, uh, pretty solid burn for a teacher. Yeah, it was a good teacher burn. For sure. Um, um, but yeah, so like the the conflict is like just between Liz and her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really like the way that manifests in that conversation with her mother. Yes. Um, do you know the name of that actress? Off. No, but she's so of, good. She's so good and like amazing in this scene. Yes. Of like uh, affecting this kind of energy. I don't know. She almost like. I like Sherry Appleby a lot, yeah. Um, but I feel like she outclasses Sherry Appleby by like miles. In I this think scene. both of her parents, and it's part of it is I think the maturity of the actors totally. But they're they both feel like people who've lived an entire life mm-hmm. and are coming into this with all of that. Whereas, and that's part of I mean, and and as you we were watching, I was like, this doesn't this feels like they're all so young, yeah, because. <laughs> They haven't lived a whole life, but like, because I feel like her dad in the following scene is also a heavy hitter. Yeah, totally. Because like, it takes something to pull off You're the Poem. Absolutely. Like, not ever. I couldn't do it. I know my acting limitations. I could not pull off You're the Poem. No, I mean, and, and like, I, I suppose it's debatable whether or not it's pulled off here. Oh, but it it's made not, me cry. It's not laughable is the, is no, the, it's not is a the joke. important part. Yeah. It's not embarrassing right because the right or it's embarrassing it, in the right way you know yeah. where it's like that it feels like a dad moment oh it's such a dad moment let me ask you this uh do you think your father has ever written poetry no i bet he's i wouldn't be surprised if he had penned like song lyrics limer- <laughs> or like a lim- a limerick or like a, a yeah something that rhymed yeah like as a joke Right. But I don't think he's ever... Expressed himself sincerely through in, poetry. I don't think so. Maybe a let He writes letters. So I could see him writing... Oh. Like, you know. Does he write you letters? Yes, but not... They're not like... I mean, they're good letters. Yeah. Yeah, but he... I mean, he's... he that I could see him have, in his youth, written, mm. like, very, like, romantic letters to someone. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Huh. But I, I don't think he's ever written verse. Would you ever ask to read your father's If he letters? had written? Like, or, 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 or poetry if he had written it? I think so. I mean, like, my mom w- wrote short stories, and I asked to read those when I was a teenager. Yeah. And then she gave them to me, but she gave them to me really weird. And, like, she, she wanted to have them so I could only, like, borrow them from her. Like, I couldn't, like, take them to my room. That's smart. <laughs> kind of, but at the time it felt very weird to me. You know what it's like to have something you've written and I then know. like give it to someone that you care deeply about. But you don't quite trust. <laughs> yes. Um so yeah, I think I I feel like it's a very it's definitely an olive branch that she's giving to her dad to ask. Yeah. Are, do you think you would read your dad's poetry? So my dad is a very sensitive, sweet guy. Yes. Um, so I am certain that he has written poetry probably as like an assignment. Like mm-hmm. um, he has this uh, forum group that he was a part of uh, in uh, Illinois. That's okay. like a group of like business leaders and stuff that started as like a real like business development sort of thing and like networking and you know, talking about like their strategies yeah. and their various businesses. Um, and, you know, they always had 
uh, like speakers and stuff come in to like sort of facilitate that. Mm -hmm. Um, But over the years and as people like retired from the various businesses, they kept meeting and it became sort of like a like betterment, like sort of therapy group almost to just like how do you deal with the world and how do you like better navigate your way through it um and especially as everyone is like uh getting older and Mm -hmm. like having weirder and weirder kids that are so much more at odds uh with you know how they were when they grew up um and so i am certain that he's written something like that yeah either a poem or like a you know a letter to himself in the past or you know one of those kinds of things um and like i think it would be amazing to read some of that yes. but i'm also like i f- i think it would make me an open nerve like yes. I, I, it feels like it would be like that's the part that scares me is that it would yeah. be too affecting yes. to read my sensitive father's poetry but i think that's what liz is looking for yeah I think like i think right. she yeah. wants to be as vulnerable she wants to see she wants to see as vulnerable as her dad could be yeah but yeah it is it's also it's interesting because like her mother kind of presents that her father's vulnerability through like Mm -hmm. through the through the story about him drunk driving and you know killing his girlfriend her dying in the accident that he caused by drunk driving yeah i don't know i think if you're drunk if you are drunk driving right i think you can say that you killed the person in the car yeah i mean it's it's hard though because it's like is he was he an alcoholic at the time like it's still like you don't want to take responsibility away from someone but it's like i don't know uh, obviously a complicated thing um but then that like after having that sort of look into her father's vulnerability Mm -hmm. not directly through him that she is like okay and seeks it from him directly um i think it's a really nice cool little move that the show does i think it was really it was really sweet and i felt like because the and I, I really like the Michael and Maria storyline, but it is a little sitcom-y. Yeah, a little bit. And I, then, I think, like you said, you, you don't double book unless you're on a TV show yeah, the, or like Mrs. Doubtfire well, or something. Well, because ju- what happens is you don't go to one of these things. Absolutely. And there's fallout. Yes. There is like, it's not that in life, things happen on the same day. That's a real life thing. Yes. And you just go, oh, shit. Shit, I have to pick one. And you, <laughs> right. and you pick one. And then the person you didn't pick has feelings potentially right or no feelings then you feel kind of like wow i guess wow. you didn't really want me there that much but like there the beautiful is... thing though is as an adult the other person is just excited that like yeah they, they might get plans canceled yeah, they, they, plans they can canceled. do whatever they want well unless they have to go do the thing anyway oh, and yes. you were like gonna be yes making it easier for them to get through the thing right then that that is much less good um but yes on tv you have to do a double booking um, so we have like, kind of like a wacky sitcom plot. Mm-hmm. We have this very grounded, kind of sad <laughs> Liz and her parents thing. And then, and the, the, well, but just I, I, yeah. I know I know we're about to pivot to like the main story of the episode. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that the um, like Max and Liz of it all is really uh, like kind of a footnote in yeah. that um that even when he comes into the crash down like it is you know to be like i need to talk to i need to talk to yeah, you, man your father to man. man to man if we can just talk it out and it's like <laughs> no you fucking idiot that's yeah, not it's not gonna that's work. not what the situation is yep. it's not about you it's about yep. these two a hundred it's not about you it's about them and it cannot be fixed by you right 
And so even when his, and then one of his instincts is like, should we slow it down? And it's like, maybe Max, like yeah. if she's talking about running away with you, she's not. Right. You're an accelerant here. Yes. Buddy. And to a thing like, and, and you have the perspective. I mean, he already blew up his relationship with his parents. Like he right. knows what that is. And he knows that that's not necessarily the, what's best for her. So I feel like, it also is a Max's storyline where nobody's there's no bad. I don't fault either of them for being yeah, that way. Yeah. It's not because sometimes they give all soulmatey, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right, soulmatey. <laughs> but in this, I feel like he's like, wow, I really might not be good for her, or this. Yeah, well, I mean, and like to good. to your point about them feeling so very young, Liz telling her father that she hates him oh. earlier in the episode is such a like is such a teenager move yes and like is something that you say when you're a teenager yep because you know it's a weapon yep but like there's i don't think really any way to know how strong of a weapon that is mm-hmm. like for a kid to say to their parent i hate you jesus and to man. mean it and to she mean it. meant it when yeah. she said it yeah because she's a child and yeah, she's a child she lacks the maturity to yes approach this in any reasonable way <sighs> okay, but we have to get to another child. And a 26-year-old. And a 26-year-old. <laughs> Isabel and Jesse. Yes. They're going to they're having secret rendezvous at the movie house. They're seeing an American in Paris, I guess, a couple times. The first time they see uh Oh shoot. I knew what it was called when I saw it. It's like the not the good, the bad, and the ugly, but the good old days, whatever that, the best days of our lives. Oh, okay. okay. The one that's, it's called, it's called like the best days. Yeah. But it's about coming back from war. Right, right, right. So it's like a very depressing drama. But they are seeing, and this is uh, w- one of the scenes that caused me to go like, damn, sometimes Roswell is cute. Um, <laughs> where they're like going to this old movie theater. Yeah. Like, that sounds great. And they're going to meet in the balcony. It has a balcony. It has a balcony. And like, they just go and he brings her a handkerchief. <laughs> and she wipes her little tears on it. Yeah. It's very cute. And she even is like kind of embarrassed that she has tears. But yeah. it's very cute. Like they, here's the thing: if she was 25, I would have right. no problems with this storyline. With these care, I would have. They really are cute together. They they are they are cute together, and she is. And you point this out. Uh, just drop dead gorgeous. She's a babe. She's an absolute babe. She's a movie star. She's Catherine movie Heigl. Star. Yeah. Like, <laughs> What can you say? She's so pretty. She's so pretty. <sighs> um, on the subject of crying yes. at uh movies, yes, uh, especially when like you don't mean to or mm-hmm. trying like not to acknowledge it for a little bit. Um, Sarah and I watched uh Bill and Ted Face the Music yeah. this weekend. Um, and I loved it. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad. I really liked it too. I really. I, li- I I've, I've heard like a lot of like kind of soft shit talking about uh-huh. it. Um. And, like, I get it because some of it is, like, kind of cheesy effects or, like, you know, the Bill and Ted are so old. They're so... They're <laughs> so old. They're so... I could have... Here's the thing. I think the original Bill and Ted is lean, mean fighting machine. Yeah, There's no true. scene I would cut out of it. It's, like, there's, there's no there's no fluff. It's all, like, 
Good there, stuff. There's one uh, homophobic slur I would cut, but yes. Oh, shit. Okay, yes. I would also cut that. I don't, re- I've erased it from my memory, but I will cut it. Do you want me to remind you when it happens? Yeah, tell me. Okay, so they are, uh, it's when they're in medieval times and yes. they're, they're fencing with each other in, yeah. in their uh, armor uh, and Ted tumbles down the... Yeah, okay, right. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, when they realize that they're they're both safe, uh, you know, because after like oh, they have steps, they, they hug, they hug they? and then and recoil, and then they do a little. They don't say no homo. It's worse. It's worse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I would cut that. But otherwise, right. my point is the original is lean, mean, friend. and then Bogus Journey is bizarre and fun, and all the rabbit holes I feel like are worth it. I found a lot of future time. Yeah. I was waiting to get back to everything else. Me too. Yeah. Which is not true about, especially the first movie, but the second movie too. I don't feel like there's waiting. There's times I, 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 my brain is like, I want to get back to these other these other things that are happening right. are way right. more interesting to me that right now than. So that's my only dig at the movie, but I still love the movie and found yeah. it moving and beautiful. And, well, and like that, that's a legit dig and something that we deal with less and less as the movie goes yes. on. Um, so like by the end when uh, it's not their song that unites yeah. everyone it's the fact that they're all performing it together yes <laughs> it's beautiful it's beautiful and i i just like i i couldn't uh i couldn't like control it and yeah. i was just like weeping about no, it it's beautiful. and i felt so silly <laughs> <laughs> just crying over bill and ted no but it was worth it but it was worth it i loved i loved it i loved and it and it works so well being its own thing yes as the third piece to this story and kind of, it, it was, yeah, it was great. Yeah. And I love them traveling through time to put together a band. Yes. Like, I don't know, all, all of, all of it just worked for me. And even when they like start playing the song and it's like the cheesiest shit, yeah. you know, imaginable and like, no, just do like this. And like, why don't yeah, you play yeah. this? And like all that kind of stuff was like, obviously just like movie shorthand right. for like them working together. Um, and like I don't know, just like the, it was all very moving to me. Yes. And I, I, I liked it a lot. So I was very much like Isabel. <laughs> Plus, you saw Sheriff Valenti. Yeah, I did. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Playing death. Playing death. <sighs> um. Sorry. But yeah, sometimes you cry and then you kind of get embarrassed about crying, but yeah. then you are crying, so you just have to roll. roll with yeah, it. you just have to roll with it. There's no way around it. Yeah, I. I'm an easy cry, mm-hmm. so I cry all the time. I mean, like I said, I I didn't. I don't think any tears rolled down my face at the Liz year of the poem. They have in other times yeah. I've watched it, and this time, but I did tear up because anyway, I'm a very easy cry. Um, to me, when it gets bad is when I'm when I can't breathe. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's when it's like, and that doesn't necessarily happen. That's not. A barometer of quality of film. Right. Like, because that happened to me in the fucking notebook when they both die together yes. as old people. And like, oh, God. Well, first I cried when he, when she forgets him again. Oh. And he's like begging her to remember. She's Louise. Yeah, that's that's tough. That is tough. Oh. It's, uh, and you know, all, all of these things. Uh, like the the movies themselves are yes. are sad and well done and whatever, but so much of it I know just has to do with like where you are in your life yes. and what sorts of things are are triggering you. Yes. Um, I think the hardest I've ever cried at anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and forgive me because this is not a good movie. It's okay. Uh, it is uh, Crash. Wait, the, I know. 
Not not the, the sex one. But the, the one everyone hates. The one everyone hates. Every this is a joke answer. I know. It is real. After after the movie was over. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I don't know like what headspace I was in yeah. or what and like it hit it you know it does like a a psych out like yeah. gut punch of like do they kill the kid no they don't yeah. kill the kid um and yeah I honestly don't know what it was I was bawling oh no and had to like I excused myself and was like were you in the movie theater no I was not in the movie theater okay. I was in um my friend Emma's apartment she okay. was the uh, hall director of the the dorm that I was living yeah. in, um, and we were watching it in her apartment. And when it finished, I was like crying, and Emma was like, "Are you yeah. okay?" And and I, I was not. Oh. Uh, and so I like ran out of her apartment and like went to the like the front desk of the door. Right. I, I was an RA, right? Um, so I had keys, or someone was working the desk, or whatever. Yeah. And I just like went back there and cried oh. for a while. <laughs> and I don't know why. I do not yeah, know why. Yeah, it hit you. Yeah, it hit me. Sometimes movies just hit, and then you're there. You are, and that's just what it is. Yeah, and you just gotta roll through it. Sometimes that happens to me with books, and with books, I get where I can't keep reading. I can't keep reading, but yeah. I can't like get out of it mm-hmm. because I go back to where I was just reading, and it like at least a movie. The movie keeps going while I'm crying, so yeah. like it's talking about something different. Hopefully, by the time I'm like ready to stop crying, right? But a book when I'm trying to like pick up from where I Ugh. was, and you just want to get through. I just want to get through it, but I like the book. I'm not trying to. Right. S- I don't want to skip a chapter. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Oh man, uh, we don't have to talk about crying all night, <laughs> but um, it reminds me of the uh, spoilers for the Fang arc of Saga. Okay. Um. So there, there's a, a, a five or six issue arc uh, of Saga where they are like holed up on a comet mm-hmm. um, called Fang, um, and they're just like trying to start over, right? Marco and yeah. Lana, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're 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 just trying to like uh, hide from the warring yeah. factions that like want them both dead and want their kid dead. Um, and uh, so they're like meeting people and like making friends and making like kind of soft enemies and just like yeah. sort of building a life. Um, but the comet gets like overtaken by I forget exactly what what happens to it, but it's something where um, it's being like slowly devoured by like a, a yeah. black sludge or something. Yeah. Um, and they get away, but a lot of the friends that they made don't. Yeah. Um, and so the last like couple pages of like narrative of this thing are the characters in their world being like swallowed up by this yeah. black sludge. And then it's just like six or seven like black pages oh. at the end of it. So you turn the page and you're like, yeah. oh no, like there, give me yeah. resolution. Yeah. And you just keep turning and it doesn't come. Uh, oh. And I, I remember reading it uh, like one morning in my kitchen uh-huh. and just like, breaking down because yeah. i was like give me the resolution no. and it just wasn't there it's like death <sighs> um okay but sorry <laughs> we're avoiding the a storyline yeah well i mean it's it's a tough storyline to like like i said if to grok right this, yes and i think it, this is one of those places where having seen this show so many times i just in my head age her up to 25 yeah i think you and got then it. i just move on with my life and then everything works it's still it's still crazy that you ha- go from a secret relationship to engaged right that's 
crazy even if you're an adult um it's crazy to do it at 18 it's crazy at 18 to be like there's things you don't know about me there's things you don't know about you isabel you're 18 I've never been in love like this before. You're 18. Which she does also acknowledge, though. She does say it, but I'm like, that doesn't mitigate. It doesn't mean that she actually knows that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, when you're 18, you don't know you're 18, so that's also fair. But <laughs> And if you meet someone and you fall in love and you get married when you're 18, I'm not saying that that's a bad decision. But to base it on, I've never been in love like this before. It's like, no shit. No shit. Right. Like, yeah, you're, this is your first not high school relationship. And even, ugh, yeah, I mean, like, that you have that first relationship where, yes. like, you feel like you, you feel like the other person is, like, the be-all, end-all, everything yes. to you. Um, and that is a normal, that is a normal love yep. that you're, like, supposed to have and it's supposed to hurt like fuck. Right, it's supposed to end. It's supposed to end. And if it doesn't end, good for you. Yeah, good great, for great, you, for, good great for you, great for you, great for you. <laughs> but if you, if it doesn't end and you say, well, I'd never felt like that before, I'm throwing in some salt. Yeah. I'm taking that with lots of grains of salt. Yeah, because so much salt. If you're 65 and you tell me I've never felt like this before, oh, sn- snap it up. Right. Go for it. Right. Marry, get married tomorrow. Set first, mi- first second of the second minute. That's right. Get married. But you're 18. Like, you, yeah, you, you should can, be having the first yes. real love of your life. And maybe it's the last one. But the fact that it's the first one doesn't make it special. <laughs> I also this uh the first second of the second minute <laughs> bullshit you have to be in like an actual relationship with someone for more than cuz they're not really they say that they've been dating for 3 yeah. months but like it's secret dating. It's secret dating, it's not real dating. It's and, not real dating. And she's been living at her dad's at her parents' house the whole time. Yeah. They haven't slept together yet. And, and he's been living with his mother. He's been living with his mother. So his mother seems to know about her. She definitely knows about her. <laughs> his mom is in the loop. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't really believe in this. Here's the thing. I don't really believe in the first second of the second minute. But I think if you are feeling it and you want to be committed to someone from the first yeah. second of the second minute, go for it. I feel like the first second of the second minute is a great thing to say in retrospect. Right. Yes, you're right. It's, it's a great thing in retrospect to be like, I knew from if not the first time I saw this person, yes. then like immediately after. Like, okay, I saw you on Saturday. If I met someone on Sunday right. and I told you tonight, you know what? I met him on Sunday. From the first second of the second minute, I knew I'd be with him forever. I would be like, Ryan, you're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> if we had that conversation again five years from yes. now after your wedding yes, like exactly. that, then it'd be different to- you're so right it's like you can yeah paint that romance <laughs> retroactively yeah that's right but it's del- it's delusional <laughs> yes in the moment but if you later think back to it and sure sure there was never anyone else for you you were meant to be great <laughs> which is then just tautologically true because it's happened <laughs> Um, oh my God. But okay. So Isabel is having, she's, she's having issues, multiple issues. Right. One, she thinks that anyone who falls in love with her gets dead. Which is kind of true. true. (laughs) Second, she 
is worried that she's she's made this pact with Michael and Max never to tell anyone that she'd be an alien, so she could never be fully honest with him, which she sees as a problem. Right. And uh, that is sort of borne out by her eventual conversation with uh, Max yes. and Michael, because both of them are like, no, don't tell him. I mean, Michael, Max try. Michael is like that. Yeah. And Max tries to be empathetic. He's still, he doesn't change his position. No, he still lands on the wrong he side of it. He still lands on the wrong side. But he, well, is it the wrong side? Because she's been dating him for three months. Right. Right. Again, well, okay, let's let's do this. Let's 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 do okay. the hot take, okay? okay? You are an alien from another yes. world. You've been living as a human for let's say 26 years. Yes. <laughs> uh and you <laughs> you fall in love with a new person and uh, to reveal your identity or to like actually form a relationship with them it is only right for you to reveal yourself as an alien to them, but it puts them in great dan- danger. What do you do? I think you date them. I think the marriage thing is tough. The marriage thing is so the tough. The marriage thing is tough, but I think you could date someone for a very long time without telling them you're an alien. I agree with that. And I think that when you do reach the point where you like maybe want to tell them, I think giving them the out. Yep. And so cuz uh, one of the things that Max says is like once you tell him you're like giving him a secret that he never asked for. Yep. I think you can say, "Hey, there's something about me that you need to know if we're going to keep being yep. together uh, and it will like fundamentally alter like your existence in our relationship." Yep. And maybe not for the better, probably mm-hmm. for the worse, um and I need you to like opt into that yeah. like i think you need but to you give need them that to agency do that when you're out of the falling in love part absolutely because of course you're gonna say yes of if course you're falling in love yeah. that's the whole thing so like w- you have to be in a longer term stable rela- i don't think you should have kids with someone without telling you're no, an alien that, yep. and i don't think you should marry s- someone without telling them you're i an agree alien. with both those but i think you can have a long-term relationship especially if you're living like isabel is right now living yeah. There aren't alien of the week action happening every week like there used to be. So she really You're in a different kind of TV show now, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very different TV show than it was a year ago. So But yeah, it's also it's a TV show. I think that's why they're engaged with yeah. this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In real life, they would just date. Right. They would just date for a while. Yeah. Um, so the, the reason that, uh, engagement is like even on the table or on mm-hmm. Isabel's radar is that she taps into, well, here's a, another hot take. Yeah. Is it okay to tap, to dreamwalk people? Just period. Is it okay to dreamwalk people? Let alone people that you are romantically interested in. Yeah. That seems like a real ass violation. Yeah, it is. And what she sees is a romantic dream where. They he proposes to her in front of the Eiffel Tower. So then she starts to freak out that he's going to engage. uh, Yes, and this is also when she like summons Dream Alex, right? Yes, who Dream Alex is not real Alex. Yeah, and it's kind of a bummer. It is a bummer. I miss real Alex. Me too, because he's Colin Hanks does a good job of acting like a sort of like cipher, like an avatar of. Um, Isabel's like thoughts are just yep. like another voice for her to bounce things off of. But it's I like Alex. I like Alex, but this is not Alex. No, this is not Alex. And he says he isn't a bunch of times. Right, but like <laughs> But he's got Alex's face and voice. And, and where's his pants? And where's Alex's pants? Huge pants. Huge pants. Just enormous. Huge pants. Um Yeah. 
Oh, Dream Alex. So, yeah, she summons Dream's Alex to kind of talk through this stuff with. And yeah. he really is just a sounding board for her. Um, and then she, her first, first move is she breaks up with Jesse. Yeah, just straight breaks up with him. Before the movie, even. Doesn't even, meets him outside. Doesn't even let him meet her in the balcony. Oh, man, again, a balcony. I can't remember yeah. the last time I was in a movie theater with a balcony. That's not true. The last movie theater I was in had a balcony. What was that? Um, was, This was at the uh, El Capitan. Oh, yeah. And we saw Black Widow. We haven't talked Black Widow. We'll do it off mic. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but we were on the ground floor, so. Okay. Yeah. El Capitan on the ground floor is nice. Yeah, we were a little bit far on the right. Okay. Um, And we were masks on the whole time, even though yeah. we didn't need to be, but it was just like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I haven't done a movie theater yet. I feel like I'll probably be. I mean, I love movie theater popcorn. So yes. it will be hard for me to avoid the temptation of the popcorn. But otherwise, I feel like I'm going to be a masky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and now everything's. I know, I know. Again. Now is, you know, whatever. Um, it's so. Because like a week ago or mm-hmm. two weeks ago, or I guess even now three weeks ago, because three weeks ago, two or two weeks ago now was when we. Uh, recorded the first episode yes. and we did it remotely we did because we had like a momentary like oh shit is everything yeah. collapsing and <laughs> <laughs> like no okay it's maybe not that bad but then i don't know I, I i don't i don't know where we are now i mean we're also not in florida great point like yeah. we're we're doing okay right now in la and I, our numbers are coming back down i believe so yeah um but you know by the time this episode posts that Who knows? that may be out of date information yeah. <laughs> um sorry all of which is to say that i would love to go to this movie theater with a balcony <laughs> in yes. roswell new mexico I, it sounds very cute um yeah i like when we get little extra pieces of of roswell like as much as like i love senior chows which is where they are almost go for their engagement dinner and then they end up at the French place. But I almost wish the French place was cuter. Yeah, me too. Just being named Eiffel is not enough. No, it's and not not cute. Cuz yeah, like when you say cute. Eiffel like the towel like the tower, it's like okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, calm down. Um maybe they were trying to get us in case we didn't remember the first scene with the dream. Um okay, but she dumps him and then she's very sad. Yes. And then she stands outside Kyle's house. <laughs> Not knocking. <laughs> Just standing at the front door. Like a creep. Uh, and Kyle, uh, a, a good listener. Yeah, he's a good listener, and he gives her good advice. He's like, talk to Michael and Max. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't work out for her, but it's- But she had to talk to them. She had to talk to them. Um, And then there's this move that Isabel does where she pretends to bring her father- Oh, yeah, that's before she breaks up with him. Right. Oh, yeah. Is it? Or- it's before, yeah, because it's while yeah, they're secret right. dating. But yeah, she she essentially orders lunch for Jesse, but pretends like they screwed up the order and it was for her dad. Her father, yeah. Which is a little messy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of the Isabel story is messy, right? Yeah. Like when we when we finally do get to the scene where uh, they have their dinner at Eiffel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, Isabel has this ring that she discovered in yep. Jesse's jacket, 
and she's like, no, you're not going to ask me to marry you. And he's like, oh, no, that's not what that ring is. Well, no, she says it more like, what, you don't have the guts oh, to yeah, ask that's right. me? That's right. You're not going to do it? I thought, you, what, you're just going to bring a ring and not ask me to marry you? And then he's like, no, that's not what that ring is. I was going to sell my mother's ring. Yeah. Because she needed money. Never mind that I'm a lawyer. I could just give her well, money. Well, he's working in Roswell right now. Yeah, but he's about to go back to New York. Well, no, he's not. <laughs> um, and well, but at this point, that's sort of his plan, though, yeah, right? Because he's of his plan. maybe about to break up with her. Yeah. But then he does propose to her. Yeah. It's it's all like this sort of like twisty stuff where it's like, well, why not just have it be the clean like? She's like, what? You had this ring, and he's like, okay, well, shit. Yes, I was going to propose. Yeah. Um, but they're just like these extra little layers on top of yeah, it. Yeah, it's a little unnecessary. Well, and then we have. So he does propose, and she says she can't. Right. He leaves her. Right. All as, these people you haven't do. ever heard of dating. <laughs> There's so much between your secret rendezvous <laughs> yeah. and getting married. There's so many other things you could do. But okay. He leaves her alone at the restaurant. And then she- And then Ghost Alex is like, go after him. Yes. And she's like, which really it's her telling her right. herself to go after him. So she does. She she ends up taking off her shoes. Well, she ends up breaking a heel and uh, yes. taking off her shoes, but not before. Before that, she like stands up from the table in like a hurry. Oh and, yeah, like, and knocks, knocks over yes. like a waiter. Doesn't pay her bill. No, there's so much extra business there. Yeah, between there's a lot the of business. Knocking over the waiter. Well, I think they're trying to be romantic. It's supposed to be that big yes. end of the rom com yeah. running through the rain scene you got Catherine heigl like you do you, got, you don't you gotta know that do she's it. gonna be the queen of the rom-com <laughs> right. yet but you got her this could be what started it this could be yeah this is the moment um and she accepts his proposal retroactively and sort of vaguely teases that there is more about her than yeah there's things he doesn't know about things her. he doesn't know that's right but she, but he will she says he will I don't know. Again, if she's 25, I can get my head cannon to not. Yeah, not be super this, icked out yeah, about it's it. Not a great, it's not a great life choice for an 18-year-old. No. And honestly, I don't think it's a great life choice for Jesse either. Like, yeah. he's in, and I'm sure we'll find out more about why he's back at, at yeah. his mother's house and whatever. Um, but, like, he is... On a little detour from his life, yes. right? He graduated from Harvard Law with honors. Yep. Um, and I guess was living in New York because he was going to be going back yep. to New York. Um, so, like, there is a life that he is, like, a main life, a main story. He's yep. on a side quest right yes. now. Um, and uh, so it doesn't feel like a smart choice for him to be making this kind of decision on a side quest. Well, and it's funny because even as he was telling his, doing his little speech... When he proposed to her, I in my head, because I have headcanon about everything, mm-hmm. and in my head, because there is a version of this that's like, you're right, this was a side quest, but I found you. Yeah. So now you and I can go build this life. You want to go away to college. I, we could go, yep. to, go get into college anywhere, and I will move there. I can get a job in any city in, in the world. Let's go explore the world. Let's leave Roswell behind. Yeah. Which is in my head what he was offering her. But what he actually offered her was like, no, I'll just I'll live. Stay I'll stay here. wherever you want to be. No. No, she should she wants, want. She wants. And she did want to leave. Like, yes. that's the other part. Yes. Is like, I'm. And I know it hurts the show, Roswell. 
But I'm all for Isabel getting the fuck out of town. Well, remember how furious we were at Max Minnie last season. Her. She was supposed to go <gasps> to San Francisco. Like if he Oh my said, god, they could so go to San Francisco. Exactly. If he said to her, I know you want to go to college in San Francisco, I could get a job there in a heartbeat. I have friends from co- from school. Absolutely. Who would give me a like yeah. let's let's start our life together and let's get married to do it. Fine, whatever. Still a little a little A little whatever, but yeah. like still. still. Still like But like let's go yeah. have this adventure together out doing these things that are bigger. Yeah. Instead of yeah, it's almost like he's gonna hide his light under a bushel to stay right. where she is. And it's like, why? Only because the show's called Roswell? We've already seen Roswell, New Mexico. You can move to L.A. It works. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you end up moving back after two episodes. I'm very excited for it. Should we just get on to that? Let's just go do it. So those wild ponies hats were really ugly. They're not good. There's nothing good about them. I mean, where do you go to get like screen printing done on a cowboy hat? I feel like this is a DIY that Maria did, maybe with her mom at some point. Yeah, maybe. Like Although I... that logo is on like their kegs and everything. Yeah. With like the alien riding the horse. Which is kind of fun. It's kind of fun, but it's like pick a thing. Yeah. I'm. Okay, so. Just in case you don't remember, or if you didn't watch the episode and you just listened to us talk about it, which I, 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 I buy think it. You, I buy it. <laughs> I buy it. I still think you would get more enjoyment out of watching the show. But in this episode, Maria and Gregory Maines, who they're really selling us on this relationship. So I guess it's it's happening, whether I like it or not. Yeah. Well, and like you just your only objection is that you ship him with Rosa. Right. Which right. there was a hint of in the but Rosa's also a recovering addict. She's got a lot on her plate. Right. She's probably gonna date this uh She's former gonna date racist. Wyatt, yeah. That's a whole nother problem. <laughs> um but so for the farmers market that happens during the f- movies. Which questions abound here, right? There is an outdoor movie screen yes um and it's hard to tell if that is a permanent fixture in roswell well, we've or if been it's like to a the pandemic... drive-in before okay we have yeah okay all right um i couldn't tell if it was like part of a you know how in uh, previous episodes we'd seen that there's like a big outdoor space at the um wild pony yes if it's like a pandemic thing i think i don't know if we watched the other episodes that featured the drive-in if it would look identical so it might be a different yeah, okay. location that they're using for the drive-in but there we it's established there's a drive-in at roswell okay. we've been to it at night um max and or sorry michael and alex had a big fight there once so sort of had a fight there in this episode oh, as well. Jeez. Okay, but let's try to do this chronologically because as we when we finished the episode, we were both like, "How are we going to talk about this episode?" It's a, it's a weird one. It's a tough one. It's a weird one. There are there's a lot of our characters coming into rooms and being combative with each other. Combative and not very empathetic, which is not usually how this show goes. Right. Usually, people are pretty, especially. Yeah, th- these characters usually tend to like pay attention to each other's feelings and are sensitive to each other. There is not a lot of sensitivity no amongst these characters in this episode. Like if I hadn't seen the show before and I just watched this episode, I'd be like, "Wow, do all these people hate each other for some reason?" 
Yeah, yeah, which uh, seems to be the case. And, like, you can even get that from the opening sequence, right? Which is Max and Liz outside the crashdown, picking up right where the previous episode left off. Um, And she's like, how's the book? Yeah. Uh, And he says, I haven't had the heart to finish it. An inspiration. Uh, And his, his, uh, like tearing up as as yep. he says this um they're both near tears this whole conversation but then they just like part ways without yep. like dealing with anything no which is good though because i guess in the parlance of this episode they would have just had a fight about it yeah so it's better they didn't have a fight i mean they get to fight later <laughs> that's true um but yeah so they just have this emotional and i thought it was a pretty restrained scene yeah but agree. it worked but then, in retrospect, now looking back at the episode, I wish that they had gone for full emotion because the rest of the episode didn't give us that. Any, we didn't get any catharsis with feelings. Yeah, I think like the, the closest we get for like to acknowledging like someone's feelings and feelings that we've already sensed right, right. throughout the course of uh, the season uh, is that scene way late in the episode between Kyle and Isabel. Yes. Where sh- he's like, every. Everyone is shitting on me. Everyone is pitting me against yep. everyone else, and I hate it. And she's like, well, "You need to take care of yourself." Like that's the that's the only You're time right. someone has given him advice. You're right, and that is the way the way that Isabel treats Kyle is how usually I feel like most yes. of our characters treat each other in the show. Yeah, usually they're they step out of their own feelings for a second. Right. See the other person's feelings and listen to them. And that's what I like about this. That's part of what I like about how these characters usually talk to each other is that they are willing to meet each other where they are and talk through what's going on emotionally. Whereas we have a scene where Michael tells Alex that he's the son of a genocidal maniac and Alex pretty much laughs at him. Totally is laughing at him. Like mocks him mm-hmm. michael is suicidal and or at least i don't know i don't want to say suicidal because he's not suicidal like suicidally depressed but he is reckless yeah with abandon against his own life yeah i mean he's, he's, he's decided that yeah. he thinks he's going to be murdered so he's just living like he doesn't care when he's that he's going to get murdered yeah the thing alex says to him is like oh you've always looked for an excuse to uh Yes, why, which why is you're so worthless. harsh. Well, it's so harsh. I uh, and like I can get why. So the aliens are fucked up because Jones, right? Like Jones is fucked up. Jones which, is in their heads. I yes, which I hope that this is part of his. Me- I still don't know what Jones is trying to do. Impossible to read. But maybe he was trying to destroy the family because he even calls them siblings to Max, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe they told him that they think of each other as siblings, but I thought it was interesting that he used that language. Right. And he knows literally one's what a clone, they are. Yeah. one's half dictator, one, <laughs> like, he knows that they have no He knows literally sibling. where all of them come yes, from. Yes, he yeah. is, knows there's no sibling bond, unless we're going to retroactively make... Yeah, Isabel's mother and the dictator a couple. Somehow, yeah, or... Whatever, but they're not they're not siblings in any traditional sense. Right, right, right. Um, right. at least from what we know. And so it was just interesting that he used that term because he is he has kind of in his own way destroyed each one of them. Right. Which sort of makes me wonder if 
he has not just like the max power set, but is like yeah. a composite of the like. I wonder if he has the Isabel empathy ability. Yes. Um, and so he knows, you know, just like he's saying that, like. Your your mother had the ability to like you know hone in on people's weaknesses yep. and like, uh, you know take advantage even of like their strengths and stuff and like if he's able to use that ability then against his alien captors. Yeah, I mean that would make a lot of sense because we also have the thing where only the three of them, at least the way it played at the end of last season, it seemed like it took the three of them to unlock Jones's cage. Yes. And we Which also, Isabel calls back to you, right? Yes. That like it takes three of us to wear a tie. And triad. we have the the tattoo that Max and Michael have that we is also the logo of the show. Right. That has the three kind of planets, maybe kind of again, the three. Right. So I don't want to get too into like fantasy land because the show will eventually show its cards. But Fantasyland it, is fun. Let's but, okay. speculate a little but bit. But then I feel like I feel like the three of them matter, and yeah. they have to be united in order to defeat something. Possibly Jones. Possibly Jones. And the way that Jones Jones is now kind of I mean he hasn't neutralized Isabel in an, in a way he kind of has empowered her, but she's now off on her own little side quest. Yeah, exploring being an empath. Exploring being an empath, which also like, she seemed to have never thought of herself as an empath before. He said that to her, and I'm like, "What did you literally think you do all the time?" Also, haven't they used the word empath on this show I before? Think they've used it to refer to her mother. I think okay. that her mother was called the empath by oh, yes, Jones. Yes, that's right. So, like the empath, the engineer, and yes. yeah, okay. So, like we've heard that. But, like, literally what her power is is to understand and affect the emotions of other people. Yeah. Like, that's the power she used on Liz to send Liz away when they were Right, teenagers. when they were kids, yeah. Like, that's her power. That's always been her power. So it was just weird. And maybe she just never, like, read paranormal books or something like she's never heard that term yeah but she seemed like she was learning but she this... responded to it when she's she like, was oh. told she's an empath she's like, oh. i was like yeah dude yeah girl yeah that's on. that's your power remember how you like figured out how to make arturo think his daughter came back from the dead and be okay with it oh yeah which we didn't like very much no that that's a that's a gross move <sighs> what else happened in this episode um, okay, so... So there were, like, Wyatt's old buddies who are oh harassing... Oh, God, yeah, we've got new racists. We've got new racists, and, like, Wyatt's still hanging out with them, but, yep. like, is acting as the voice of reason among them. Which is good. Which is good. Um, And they're, like, about to beat up the guy who runs the bee stand. The bee stand. guy, which yeah. we were just meeting him, but he could become a character. I'm interested. Yeah, he seems nice. He seems nice. <laughs> um... And so, like we're making friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he seems yeah, nice. He yeah, seems invite good. him to the next thing. Um, I'd be happy to see him at the next party. Uh, uh, and so they, their like shenanigans get reported to yes. Max acting as the sheriff, which triggers us seeing Maria recount from her memory or from her vision that uh, if only the sheriff had followed up on the complaint that day or something like yes, that. Yes, but we don't know what. Whether it's the same complaint. I mean, probably it will be. 
I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's why she's interested in yeah, it. Yeah, so we, so, so between episodes, so we get to pick up the Liz and Max storyline literally seconds after we leave it. But for Maria, we left her kind of having this thing that either was an epileptic sh- fit right. or a vision. Turns out it was a vision. And we found out that the vision included- A vision we don't get to see. We don't get to see, but right. it was more funeral stuff. Yeah. So she recognizes where the funeral is. She recognizes- that it's in this not in a church and they think that that's a big clue because who would have a funeral not in a church i i mean i don't know anyone i mean it for max it it rules out his parents is what he thinks right even though we've never met his dad and it rules out the ortecas because they're very catholic they're very catholic so Michael's like, well, you know, and then and Isabel says something like, "What kind of dirtbag would have a mur- uh, right? You know, be caught sh- dead in the church." church. And, and then Michael's Michael like, shows up. Yo! it's me. So Michael cottons on pretty quick, and then Maria and he seems remembers to accept it right away. He, he's going through it. He he's also setting himself on fire. That's true, but it doesn't hurt him. But it doesn't hurt, but he's still doing it. It's still self-destructive. Um, and so he. Well, wait. Well, let's let's go through the other parts of the Maria. Yeah. So vision. Maria s- sees sunflowers on top of the uh-huh. thing, and and, and she Michael's thinks like, that it's snowing. Yes, and Michael's like, "Well, I am growing sunflowers with my boss." Right. And then she hears this song playing, and he's like, "That's my boss's favorite song." Which, so by the obviously, way, she... I must be the one dead. Why is it not obvious that it could be? Maybe your boss. Your boss. Uh, also, sh- he she sings four notes, and he's and like, "I know exactly." What yep, that is. I'm very familiar with that song. And when I say, "But I shouldn't call him the boss," he is the dude at the junkyard. The right? dude at the junkyard who kind of tried to raise him and right. knew his mother. And right, stuff. right, right. Um, so it's it's more that I shouldn't. That was dismissive. It's dismissive, but yeah. But I still think he might be the one who dies. Yeah, it feels more. Makes more sense than Michael. I mean, it also like has no stakes if it is him. Like, yeah, he hasn't even been in the season. He hasn't been in the season. Um, so, so, but yes, Maria is like it's snowing, so it must be winter. Right, and she is also saying that uh, that that thing that we said about uh, reporting it to the the sheriff if they'd followed up that day. Yes. Um. Uh, but l- later in the episode, so later in the episode, we get like her having that flashback to that when yep. something is being reported to the sheriff. And then um, there's a lot of talk in here about the wildfires. Yes. Um, that have uh, that burning forests in New Mexico. Yeah. Which I can only assume is uh, an actual thing that's actually happening because the whole western half of I the know, United States apart. is just on fire. Um, and uh, there's ash falling on them, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of looks like snow. So yep. like. We're not out of the, you know, we don't have the safety of waiting till winter for this to happen. Yes, this could happen any moment, which we kind of thought it might happen any moment because Max is still alive. Yes. In these, or Jones, maybe. Yeah, a, yes. Someone with Max's face is alive. Yes, but it seems like Max is still alive and Max is dying very quickly. Yeah. He's injecting himself with acetone to stay alive. To the point where Kyle is seeing the track marks on his arm. Yep. And... Man, this is another. It's, this is Kyle at Max's house. Yeah. Um. And this is when Kyle learns that this is happening. The the injections are happening, yep. and that he's got a clone living. You know, in a cave in the desert. Yep. And it's like, 
help Kyle out. I know. He's just trying to do what's best for you. And like, I don't know. It seems like he's such a good friend and no one is a good friend back to him. No, no one in his life is. I mean, I think well, we haven't seen it, but potentially Rosa is nice to him. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But we don't even know that. <sighs> yeah, he's going through it. But I think Isabel's advice of like, take care of yourself is yeah, good is advice. Good advice. That's what he needs. He needs to take, he does need to take a long nap. You remember last season when he went to that uh, bar by himself That's and it got what, all glittered exactly up? That's what he exactly needs what to do. exactly what he needs. Um, so, okay. So, poor Kyle. Yes. Max is going through it. Liz finds out that Max is dying. Because Maria can't lie to her. Yeah, which is great. Right. I was glad. Because at first, Kyle's, lying, Kyle's not telling you, and I'm like, this is baloney. So good. Maria's like, yeah, I'm not going to lie to Liz. I don't know what you guys thought I was going to do. I don't know do. why all of you are doing this, but yeah, I am not I'm going to. do that. Um, and so Liz runs into Kyle's office and starts yelling at Kyle. And he just starts yelling, yelling back. back. Exactly. This is one of those scenes where you're just like, hey, what? not everything has to be a fight. No, especially, and I know that Kyle is, Kyle's running on empty. That's yeah. where he is. Yeah. But Kyle in a different day, in a different frame of mind, would disarm Liz with like, you're upset because the man you love is dying. We can talk we about can that. We can talk about that. Yeah. Which is what the show, where the show usually operates. And it, no. But it, instead, instead he's like, fuck me, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> ask, Ma- ask Max about his secret in the desert. Yeah. He's just like dropping bombs all over the place. Uh. I, I mean, there, there are a number of times, uh, where it's just like, there's no way that's that's where that scene ends or where the yep. scene starts, right? Like, people are it walking It starts into, at fights. It starts at fights and it ends at, like, the meanest thing that you could say to They're a person. They're just all being so mean to each other, which I don't think I realized how much of this show is not people being mean to each other. Yeah. Until I watched this episode, I was like, why is everyone so mean? Honestly, the breaking point, and I know we've already sort of talked about it. Is, for me, is the Alex Michael scene. It's too much. The last time we saw them really interact, right? Because we kind of haven't seen them interact this season much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Was the end of last season when Michael's like, it's going to be us one day, but not today. Yeah. And that he didn't even say that really to Alex. Alex was like singing a song. <sighs> but like they left it in a very sweet place. Right, and now they're like... Saying the meanest They're possible just being things to each other. So mean. And the thing is, like, why the fuck is Alex in that headspace? Because, like, he started his new he job. He started with, a brand new job with Deep Sky, and he still just has to figure out what this machine does. And he has this whole conversation. And I guess his conversation with his brother it was another scene that wasn't a fight. That's nice. Yeah. With his brother, where he realized, or his brother convinces him, hey, kind of everything you've done in your life has been either a reaction to or for our dad. Yeah. So now you're doing something that has nothing to do with your dad so it's your chance to break those habits and just be who you are and not be a reaction to dad or whatever so then his immediately the next thing he does is get in a fight about dads with michael yeah yeah i don't it's like it's so inconsistent and and it's one of those things where like if you want to tell me that that's how people in real life react 
Sure. sure. <laughs> I don't Not like dramatically real life. satisfying. <laughs> That's why we're watching a TV show. This is escapist. And it's uh, it's too much like how people are annoying. It's also, okay, so Alex has this job. Yes. Of figure out what this machine does. Yes. And he's like reading the manual on it. And his boss is like, you're trying too hard. And he's like, I, I know, but I got to push through to like read the man. He's not doing anything. It's right? literally it's just, his first day on the job. It's literally his first day on the job. They're very specific that not a day has passed. Nope. Um, we are here for everything in real time. Um, and so this boss is like, you have to go out and like look at the stars or something. Like, yeah. There's some weird... I'm not really sure what like the conflict there is, but also I'm not really sure what the resolution is because the solution seems to be just be there when the machine turns on. Well, have, it turns have the turquoise. Out, have the yeah, turquoise. have the turquoise. It turns out his relation. It's Michael giving him the turquoise is why. But also, they're in New Mexico. Are we to believe that in New Mexico there's never been turquoise next to this well, thing when it's it turned speci- on? It's turquoise that had the drippings of the the ship on it but okay so i guess i don't think it's saying that before 1947 there was no turquoise in new mexico i think that is what it's saying no i think, I think it's i think it's it, this is a an explanation for the okay, existence no, of turquoise. turquoise existed before 1947 i don't believe it not in the world of this show yes this is if turquoise gets droppings on it because mm-hmm. the plane was the the ship was leaking right so these are droppings turquoise and not and not like everything like all of the uh, dirt or regular rocks that got, or maybe it's just regular rocks with alien stuff on them look like turquoise. Sure, I don't think I think turquoise call, only exists in this no, universe. <laughs> they call this turquoise, but it also doesn't quite look like turquoise. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It does look different. So yeah. I think it's a, I think it's alien turquoise. I can believe that, but I. I think there is also a read where you can say that the show is trying to explain the existence of turquoise in in the universe of the I show. I reject that. <laughs> I reject that. I don't like that. I don't want it to be true, so I'm just saying it's not true. But you're right. It absolutely is a reading of this. Um, but ultimately, Alex does have turquoise in his pocket when the machine comes off. Right. And so the machine starts playing a song. And what it plays is the song that um Michael's mother and Isabel's mother danced with um yeah those guys farmer. at the barn yeah yeah and that is that music is then also projected out into just like other radio stations right cuz that's it, it gets uh Kyle picks it up on but his own radio remember that was the his dad's radio that he right was obsessed with and so there's also his... a chance that that radio is somehow attuned an alien, to some kind yeah, of alien okay. thing or it could have been all radios everywhere um is it yeah that's a good point and we don't really see which it is yeah um and there's a voice talking there like, yes yeah, so you in can't the really signal. hear it i don't yeah. know if like we'll hear it more clearly and then when i do a rewatch this episode i'll be able to tell what it's saying but i couldn't tell what it was no saying. i couldn't either um but but cor- kyle says dad, dad yeah so yeah. possibly we're gonna get some frequency stuff, which I really liked frequency. So I didn't see frequency, but it's I, pretty good. Uh, I I probably would like it. Um, I mean, they'd have to. I don't know that they're gonna steal the whole plot of frequency, but it was a fun little fun little. Why flip. not? We've got yeah. to fill ten episodes. Yeah, let's, okay. let's, uh, let's do the plot of frequency. I mean, 
Kyle needs something. He He's looking at bu- business cards that people gave him saying, wish you worked here. Yeah, we would love to have you, I believe, is what Ugh. the back of the business cards. I don't, I mean, I don't get many job offers, yeah. but like, what an amazing uh, business card to have. We would love to have I you. Would, I would frame just the business card. Just, yeah. Just nice. Just to, to know someone wanted nice you. Nice to know someone wanted you. Um, so that part is interesting and maybe we'll because i'm all for alex through deep sky being able to connect some alien dots totally like i think that's interesting i think that's something for alex to do that can be kind of his own thing um and not really about his dad and he can do it the way he thinks is best you know um, and not necessarily have the military's perspective on it. So I like all of that. But again, the only thing he does is be near the machine when it's on and accidentally have turquoise on him. Like, he's yes. not actually doing anything here. He's just sort of present for it. But, yeah, I mean, he he knows Mike. his connection with Michael is what the difference is. Yeah, I guess that's right. That's right. So... Yeah, when will he ever do something on his own? I don't know. Um, but he's he like pretty much la- Michael is saying I'm a horrible person and he pretty much laughs at he Michael's laughs in face. His face. Yeah. Although his point that like he says we are not our fathers yes, basically. I'm not right. if if you're your father then I'm mine and we and, know that's not yeah, true. Yeah, and we're not going to do that. Um that's good. That's good. And even the thing of like you were always looking for an excuse Something to tell you you were worthless. Right. Here, now you have it, so now you get to just be. Nothing. That's part of what's so mean about it. Is that it's not wrong. It's not <laughs> wrong. It's real and true. But not what he needed to hear in that moment. No. Somebody needs to give Michael a hug, and nobody is giving Michael no a hug. No one's giving Michael a hug. They're all. Some of them are just kind of like, oh, Michael, being Michael again. And it's like, no, he's very upset. And. Isabel tries. Isabel tries to use it. She's right. just found out she's an empath, even right. though she's been using empath powers <laughs> her whole life. Right. But she just found out she's an empath, so she is able to uncover from Michael that he is the dictator's son. So somehow she's still a shitty em- empath, though, right? Because <laughs> like she's got the turquoise, and all she does is get information from Michael. When yeah. In reality, she needs to be like, if I say this, it's <laughs> going to upset you further. Right, exactly. She doesn't seem to get his feeling. She's that- not a very empathetic empath. Well, and isn't that kind of Isabel, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. Um, She knows what you're feeling. She well, just doesn't care. Well, but that's, and that's sort of what she does to Maria, too. Yeah. She goes, oh, yeah, you think this is your fault. <laughs> You're you're and afraid was, you're afraid that you're not doing enough. Is, is you're afraid is that you're said. not doing enough, and then she's like, "Oh, but I don't think you're not doing enough." Well, then why the fuck did you say that, Isabel? Tough times for for the, for, for our alien friends, man. Um, everybody's going through it. Also, uh, tough times for the church, which I guess is maybe the only church in town which yeah, burned down. Which burned down. We've been to that church a couple times. Okay. Um, it does seem to be the only church in town. Um, unless everybody is, yeah, it seems to be the only church in town. We've been there a few times. But so now that also effectively rules out whatever clues they thought they got from yeah, now the funeral not being for, in it. Yeah. Though I think the fact that all the clues lean back to, oh, I can't believe I can't remember Yeah, what his is name. his name? Junkyard Stupin. Man. 
Steuben? Let's call him st- Steuben. I think it starts with an S. <laughs> um, Springer? Oh, I feel bad for like true blue fans of the show who are just like so annoyed at us right now. Well. Sorry, guys. Steuben, anyway. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, we... This is, again, an episode where while I was watching it, I was not delighted. But I'm totally intrigued by this. I'm intrigued by Kyle maybe talking to his dad. Yeah. Communicating with his dad through the radio. I'm interested in what's going to happen next with Deep Sky. I'm interested in... We haven't even really talked about what happens with Jones and Max. So all episode, Jones is pulling Max to him. Yes. With some sort of distance powers. Using distance powers. And they're like, like when Max is standing in his living room, the the windows keep cracking because he's being pulled toward Jones, which is pretty cool. Um, and like the the implication when Max actually goes to him is that like they are incomplete without each other. Yes, they're much stronger together. That the the piece that was pulled out of Jones to create Max left a wound yes. in Jones. Um and uh if they're not together then Max is also doomed. Yeah. Um and so by episode's end when Max goes to like confront Jones, uh Jones just fucks everything up yep. and uh Pops Max in the cage and yep. is like, "You're cage boy now." Yep, I'm free. I'm free. I'm gonna walk around, uh, and presumably in the next episode we'll see him uh, shaved and taking Max's place, and yes. you know all, all that kind of cool, fun stuff. I'm bummed that it took us three full episodes of cage time for Jones to be like out and doing things. I guess for me, we needed to have. Liz to see him, Liz mm-hmm. to find out he's dying, and him to distance himself from Liz. Because he pretty much tells Liz, get the fuck out of my life. I have yeah, no interest true, in you true. anymore. So I feel like we had to get to there before Jones Max can start walking around. Yeah. Because if Jones, yeah. Liz, if Liz, if the door was still open with Liz, then she, she would, would interact she's gonna with Jones figure, and she'd figure it out a second. So I feel like because he is pushing, has pushed her away. But again, I mean, there's all kinds of narrative ways that they that yeah, this could I, be done differently. I understand the mechanics of yeah. it. It's just like it, it's one of those things where it's like, oh well, we need to keep him like away from everyone. Else. Like I, I get that, um, but it, it feels it just feels contrived. I guess. I guess to me too. I think the secret of it being a secret from Max that they had him in the cage feels unnecessary. Yeah. Because I think we, especially because Max finds out that the dictator exists in a side section when Michael's like, I'm the son of an evil dictator. Like, yeah. Max hasn't even been filled in on. On the history of their planet. Anything. Anything. Yeah. So I just, yeah. I guess I don't mind him being locked up for three episodes because I think all of the pieces of, I think it was important for us to get the information for Isabel and Michael to be where they are. Yeah, I do too. I, I think it's important that they get the information. I just wish there was a way to, you know, because he's in a cage, yeah. it means that all of those scenes are just like, our characters are in the cave talking to Jones. Yeah. And like, that's just all they are. Um, It's hard for any of them to be active or for it to have like any dramatic purpose other than 
just people talking in a room. Yeah, and I guess that's the other part is we don't know if anything Joan said is true. Yeah. So, and we didn't get any flashbacks. So there's also the piece of like, which leaves, there's a narrative flexibility, right? In that mm-hmm. we don't know if any of it's true. But from a, in terms of a satisfying watch, I think I would have rather watch these things happen if they are true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always want to I always want to see the thing things yeah. happen instead of characters telling me that they happen. Yeah. Uh anything else in this episode? I missed Forest. Where's Forest? Yeah. Somewhere at Deep Sky. Somewhere at Deep Sky. Dude, he does has a weird job there. He's like a librarian? Well, he's on his book tour. Right now he's on his book tour. Right. Everyone's writing a book. Yeah, lots of books. Um and Max says, yeah, that he didn't finish, but he seemed to have quite a hefty draft. Oh, yeah. Multiple pages printed out. Multiple pages, he, like a stack. Ty- yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> is he typing on a typewriter? I think he is. Okay. He is on a typewriter. Because definitely the uh, the letter that he wrote to Liz, which he gave to Kyle, and Kyle did not want to hang on to, no. but uh, agreed to eventually, is definitely at least the envelope typed up. Yes. From a typewriter. Yes. I think they are typed letters that he wrote to his family members. Which is an aesthetic, like typing on a typewriter and like yeah. doing work on a typewriter. God, sounds like a nightmare, though. I feel like it's the equivalent of writing it in a journal. Yeah, that's true. That like, yeah, like so it's it's a draft, but it's not a very functional draft. But that's right. okay if that's how you draft. You're gonna have to hand it to some or put it into a computer yourself yeah Yeah. somehow it's gonna have to get into a computer in order to be useful Mm -hmm. but like the actual writing of it yeah it's gonna be a mess it's a mess um so yeah so yeah no one night stands both one night stands are not to be found in this episode yeah very little uh kind of no sex in this episode nope so unlike the episode of Roswell that we yes, watched, this was not a romantic. No episode. romance, but both these episodes contained movies and theater going experiences. They did that. They... I l- want to experience both. Yeah. Both seem fun. I would go to the drive-in. I think a drive-in with a little farmer's market at it is cute. Yeah, that sounds great. Though the movie seemed to be aimed at children, and the bar had a farm. I, I, because children aren't interested in things of honey. No. That's adult stuff. Yes. So I there was an incongruence between. Yeah. What What were these? What is this event? Yeah. Is, is it, it for families? children? Is it? I, I don't think we saw any kids. We didn't see any kids. We didn't see anybody who was. We didn't really see anyone who was like attending the movies. That's true. Also, it seemed like the intermission went on forever. Yes. Multiple scenes. And took Alex during left the during it. Yeah. Because he was just so tired of Michael having feelings, and he wanted to just belittle them. Ryan, can we go out on a trivia question? Of course. Okay. What is the name of the bee, the the honey, the honey uh, stand? I didn't catch it. It is the Great Beyond. All right, never mind. That guy can't become a recurring character. <laughs> but he seems nice. Uh, let's just talk about this next week. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.